Smartcast. Sammy, we're back in business. We're going around the world, across the border. We've got a special guest today. For some reason, I feel like we just gravitate towards Canadians. Just happens. Hey, they got good bacon. They play hockey. They're nice people. I like them all. True. Never met a bad Canadian. Well, today we are going over to Toronto and we are welcoming Taylor Efford with us on this episode. So hi, Taylor. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. We're so excited. I was really happy <laughs> when you responded. And me and Elizabeth are fangirls. Sorry, Dobie, you're not a fangirl. You're a fanboy. I but- am a fan because I heard her credentials and I saw what she did. I'm thinking, we want to live up to your standards, Taylor. Thank you very much for letting you be on our show. No, I'm definitely excited to be here. Like any time to chat about the disease is always nice, especially with people who have the disease. That's always nice. Now you got whacked. Not only is it bad to get a diagnosis, you got it during COVID. So please do tell if you don't mind sharing your diagnosis story, because this is a double whammy. I feel bad for you. It's definitely a nightmare scenario in the sense that like 2020 was when I was diagnosed. So like it was just complete lockdown. So the want to even go see a doctor was wrapped in fear and everyone was like, nah, stay in your house, stay in your house, stay in your house. So I think maybe had it not been COVID, I would have been diagnosed a lot sooner. That was a big challenge. And then on top of that, you're learning all this insane information completely on your own. I couldn't even like bring people in the room with me. Just you can't even have your support system. Like I spent one or two nights in the ER, like completely alone. Like it's just, it really is like the worst time to be diagnosed. Yeah. It's a horror story. First off, I feel like during COVID already, everybody's like wearing their masks. And then I'm sure it was like you were being diagnosed and it's just everybody's like, shield up. Yeah. Like especially in the hospital, I feel like. Yeah. And then like you're learning like how vulnerable your immune system is while this thing is like raging around you. And you're like, oh, awesome. I- extremely vulnerable now because I just, you get so sick. Yeah, you're like, great. Yeah, exactly. It was just a strikes again. me now. It was a mess. We all had so much time to watch TV and the message, oh, those are at risk from COVID. Older people, diabetics, you're all going to die. And it's like, that just, oh my God. Yeah. Scared everybody. Exactly. Definitely like a very fearful time. Totally. Were you able to have any like family and friends come into the hospital or no? Not at all. No, not at any point. Not even to like the endocrinologist visits. None of it. It was all all alone. Oh my gosh. So how do you feel like, do you think that was tougher for you or do you think it was actually more helpful because you were able to figure it out yourself and take control of it head on? I think in both ways, like it's obviously like really grounding when you like confront your fears yourself. That's always probably good for anyone's like moral fiber or whatever. But it would have been nice to have people there because I think just the amount of thoughts I had, doctors are saying so many things. It would have been nice to have a couple sets of ears. The alarm bells ringing in my head were the info's coming in and it was just like a little bit much. So I think it would have been better to just have people who are not freaking out, take in that information for you so that you can hear it twice, you know, hear it from the doctor. But I would go in with a notepad because I couldn't process everything. So I think in that respect, it would have been nice to be able to bring someone in. Well, you got what you got. You get the hand dealt like we all do. Yeah. Now, did your family situation, did they support you? Do they have other diabetics in your family? Were you all alone? How'd that play out? We have no other diabetics in the family, not type one, not type two. So it was like pretty out of the blue. Yeah, the doctors even were like trying to figure out what the heck, where did this come from? Especially being 25, 26 when it happened. Like type one, you think of like children getting that. In the odd case, like you are further along in life and the pancreas can just peace out. So that was me. But now I have a very supportive family and everyone was very concerned, but they really wanted to be there for me. It was just a little bit harder with COVID. Totally. But we managed and and it was okay. But I've got an amazing family behind me. So like that was a, that part was fine. You were in a film, right? In 2021. I did a commercial 
Why did I think that you were in a film? Romeo? Oh, yeah. Okay. So I that filmed in 2019. Yeah. Okay. That's why it was earlier. So did you film that before you got diagnosed? Yes. Yeah. That was all before. Okay. I was curious. I was like, I wonder if she was diagnosed. No, not at all. And I actually wonder, like, I haven't been any and anything since my diagnosis. So I'm wondering how that even works out in the acting field, like how costuming or how like with the Dexcoms and the pumps and like, what do you do? Do you have an insulin pump or are you on insulin injections? I'm on a pump now. I got that one in December. So that was exciting. Awesome. And how's that been? I love my pump personally. Like, I don't love like being attached to like a literal rock at all times from a cord that's like in my stomach. <laughs> like, the concept <laughs> is rough. Yeah. But the technology's amazing and life changing. So we manage, you know? No, totally. And I know like for you, because you obviously are a TikTok star. So, how did that kind of work in terms of you doing different videos too? Was that difficult for you to? be transparent with it? Or were you just naturally like, yep, I got diabetes. Here's my pump. I know some people are like a little more nervous about showing it off and some people don't really care. Totally. Yeah. I think at first, like I had some general worries with my sharing, like having like no understanding of the disease. So at first I was hesitant to like say things because I wasn't even sure. Like when I was explaining like a Dexcom or explaining like an injection, like things like that, I was very insecure about my own knowledge towards it. But Once I was diagnosed, I gave myself about a month before I came out with it on social medias. But for me, something that I've kind of learned is like the depressing aspect of getting this disease and like the life changing of it all to me just translated in like in my brain. I was like, I have to make this worth it. If I'm going to have this, then I got to make it worth it. And I've got to advocate for it. And I've got to like just let it be something that the universe chose to give to me and we're going to be forward with it and do what we can for the disease, whether it's just like a silly doing a Lizzo dance with my pump on, like, hey, like check out this like medical equipment on a body, you know, like normalize normal bodies, things like that. I just wanted to, just for myself, change the narrative instead of making it like a negative thing in my life, just making it like, okay, like you're going to, then you're going to do something with this. I don't know what yet, but it's just that kind of helps me push forward with it online is just like, maybe I can help someone. Well, I think just by dealing with Sammy for the past few months, she is fantastic at that. And just being, look, this is part of who I am. I'm confident with it. I know confidence is your thing too. And even as a type two, I know that when I got diagnosed, I feel like a like an outsider anyway. And that's why I'm a comedian. That's my trade. And I think most comedians are, I call them dented cans. We're not normal. We're not the popular kids in school. Then you get diabetes on that. It's like, oh, this could be a real thing. So what can you offer maybe people who are newly diagnosed type one or type two to have more confidence in their life? Because it can be a drag, just this. It definitely is a drag, especially like there's just no cure. There's no, there's no relief from it. It's 24 seven. It's like you got to be your pancreas at all times. But I guess, you know, you can always talk about learning of your own strength, developing a dark humor. That can be a fun aspect. But I think like at the end of the day, like you're going to have a better view on challenges in the world. And I think you're going to be a more empathetic, sympathetic, better person because you know what it's like to have stuff hit the fan. And so just going forward, you're just like automatically a, a better human. I agree. I know how you said shit. We say shiz hits the fan here. <laughs> and I agree about the empathetic. Family show. Yes, family show. I agree about the empathy because don't get me wrong. Hi, low blood sugars. I probably come off like a little biznatch, but my family would say she's so mean when she's that. But like empathy wise, I feel like when I hear somebody go through something, I can empathize a lot more. 
And I also think that it can be a con because you can kind of let people steamroll at times, but you always like find the benefit of the doubt for somebody. And I like to think it's actually a good thing to find the benefit of the doubt for people. Yeah. But it's true because you know what you dealt with. So you're like, okay, maybe they said that they just have this disease and to somebody else that all that means is you take one pill a day. But like nobody else knows everything else. It's kind of like with diabetes. Oh, all you do is you take insulin for carbs. Oh, just kidding. No, you don't. (laughs) There's a ton of factors that go into it. So it's like a lot of people just aren't aware. And I think it definitely is something that empathy is huge with diabetes and how you approach other challenges. So I like that you touched on that because I don't really feel like we've necessarily touched on the empathetic side with this show at all, really. No one, I mean, we have, but nobody's brought up that word. So I love that you brought it up. And I think it's a really good one that kind of goes hand in hand with characteristics of a diabetic. Yeah, you just kind of have to because it's like I had a man yell at me. I was walking my dog and I was on my phone and I guess I got in his way, but I was I was going low. And I was like, oh my God, what are my numbers? And he yells at me, well, watch where you're going, Bo. And it's like, if he could have just had empathy to realize that I might be on my phone for another reason, like something that is important, does matter, is not totally. just a 20-something-year-old female on her phone eye roll situation. Yeah. If more people could just see the fact that there can be so much going on in someone's life, whether someone just got an email that they're, I don't know, their boss is mad at them. And that's why they're on their phone. And we could just be empathetic for a second and not scream at them in the street. Wait a minute, a Canadian guy yelled at you? That might have had to be a tourist. I've never seen a Canadian guy angry. <laughs> the Diabetes App is an online community platform that was created to help people living with diabetes find support and information in one spot. And on the Diabetes App, you can join groups and connect with other people all over the world who are also living with diabetes. I mean, for me, whenever I have a bad day, I find myself scrolling through the mental wellness group just to reassure myself that I'm not alone. The Diabetes App has a resource section where you can find articles, recipes, tips, and tricks for managing your diabetes. Download the Diabetes App today and connect with us right on the app. Well, Dolby and I are convinced that Canadians are the nicest people. How do you move to Canada? Canadians are pretty great. Like, I mean, not gonna lie. We're pretty polite. I apologized to a wall the other day. I like bumped into it and I was like, sorry. And I'm like, no, that's an inanimate object, Taylor. I waved to a dog, (laughs) which is just... That's just tough. I was literally like, and then I was like, I just waved to that person's dog. Oh. Well, if the dog waves back, then you're in trouble. <laughs> if it had diabetes or a diabetes alert dog, it would have waved, it would have went. Taylor, how has it changed your life? Obviously, it changes everybody's life. Diabetes does. It becomes part of it. I mean, have you added exercise and a better diet or were you there before you got diagnosed? I was there before. I have always been like really active. I've always been trying like to eat healthy. Grew up with like mom cooked all the meals. I had my first burrito at like 23. Like I had never really, like I came from a very healthy family. So I think that's why at first my whole family was just shocked. They were just like, no, you can't possibly have that. (laughs) I was like, they somehow do. They're super healthy. But I've definitely now like had to adapt how I work out because like the lows have been crushing me lately and I find my joints like aren't the same and I'm not as fast and I just I don't really know my body the same way I knew it before I guess like in terms of energy and that's been the hardest part for me because I used to be like I used to identify my personality to being like energizer bunny like positive you know that was just me that's what everyone would have positive poly yeah that's what everyone's three words for me would be this really changes that because it's just like an energy vampire, this disease. Like, I'm sure you both know, like, it's like, totally. It's a lot and it's heavy and it's harder to be who I once was. That was the bigger struggle for me. It wasn't like stabbing myself. Like, that was all, you know, that was heavy. But it was mainly like that I just 
felt like I couldn't identify with myself anymore. I was like, who am I anymore if I can't be her? Um, so that's been the real challenge. I agree with that a lot because I'm always, those are very similar words that I feel like I, people have described me as. And so it was like, when I got diagnosed, it was, I didn't more know over it, I should say it. And I mean, definitely like the first day I was like, oh my God, that sucks. But then I got over it. So then when I had like my first bad day, what's going on? Like, why is she having a bad day? Mm-hmm. Do you guys don't understand? I'm having a bad day. <laughs> but it was like, nobody was used to me having a bad day, really. So yeah. it was like, oh, like what's going on? And I'd be like, day just sucks. Like a total like, you know what? <laughs> you were referring to earlier, like sometimes your numbers play into how you handle your day too. So it really is out of your control, you know? Well, it totally does. Now, you guys are both very up people and I tend to be a little bit on the cynical side. That's an understatement. <laughs> I don't know if it's age. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because I'm a comedian. But I think joke about it is one thing. But sometimes, you know, you get down. You don't have anybody to go to. It's easy to get in a rut. What would you both suggest? to get out of it. It's easy to say, well, just be happy and be good and get out there. But when it's really low, that's the last time that you can do that. You're in the dump. So how can you help people that are listening, type one or type two, to be on the upside and just to know that it's okay, it's going to turn around? I've got two things that I'll kind of do. One is like funny, just toxic advice, but like something that makes me feel so much better is like listening to someone else complain. So (laughs) I'll go to like a diabetes, like meme page where it's like, they're just like, it's like a SpongeBob meme of how bad this day is. And it's like, oh, thank God I'm allowed to feel bad about this. Giving myself space to just be like, this sucks. Like, there's no other word for it. Like, yeah. you can be positive. You can push. You can be an incredible human with this disease. And it will lead you to your strength and all this amazing stuff. But at the end of the day, it's hard to have. And so letting myself have moments where I'm like, this just sucks. And I'm okay with that. I'm going to chill in this laughing about how sucky this is right now can be handy for me or seeing that I'm not the only person struggling with it. Like it's like misery love company, I guess, but kind of doing it in a lighthearted way, like where people are poking fun at the disease because they get it. That always makes me feel better. Or even being able to show those memes to someone else because like sometimes they just describe them so much better than I could possibly explain to someone like what it's like to wake up at 2 a.m. with a low. You know, it's like way funnier to see this cat crying and like, it's like, yeah, that's exactly what it's like. It's it's silly, but it, it helps. And the other thing I'll do sometimes is just challenge myself with like a fitness goal or like a putting pumps somewhere visible and wearing a crop top, pushing myself. Like if I find I'm like reverting with the disease, like if I'm like trying to crawl back in a hole with it. The other day I climbed a massive mountain and it was terrifying and counting my sugar the whole way up. It really pushed me, but I was really emotional at the top because I reproved to myself that like, you can do it. You can still do anything. You can still, yeah, you can still do it. I think that's a perfect way of explaining it because yeah, it's one of those things where you're like, I dance. And so when I take a dance class, I love taking my dance classes, but it causes super high blood sugars. They'll skyrocket 300. And sometimes I'm like, did I take this stupid dance class again? Like I knew it was going to happen. But then I'm like, after the class, I'm like, no, it was great. Like, <laughs> I am going to keep doing that. It was amazing. Because <laughs> you just have to remind yourself, like, just because that happens doesn't mean it should stop you. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, there's crappy times of diabetes, but the pros of the activity outweigh the cons of the diabetes. And I think that's really important to recognize sometimes because people get really caught up in not wanting to do something because, oh, well, it'll mess up my numbers. Oh, I will have a perfect line. I'm like, 
There's no perfect. Yeah. We don't need to focus on a straight line. Mine looks like a roller coaster. So that's fine. <laughs> exactly. It's fun to rebel against your disease once in a while. It's almost like good for you. It's like, no, no, I'm doing this no matter what, because everyone else gets to do this with your dancing. Like, that would be sad if the disease stopped you from something you loved. My doctor told me I should lay off the dancing. No way. Maybe you should stop dancing. I was like, you just told me I should stop dancing. Okay. Taylor, here's the thing. I give Sammy credit for this all the time, and it's brilliant. And uh, she's brilliant, but this is extra, extra great. It's called playing the D card. It's using diabetes to your advantage in situations that you're like, you just got through talking about rebelling. Well, okay, we have an advantage as a diabetic because a lot of times the public is uneducated. So we could just drop it like Sammy. What's an example? You had a great example of your playing the D card. For which one? Dance or was it the ski ticket or was it? The ski ticket. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay. The ski ticket was I, we went skiing and the line was literally three hours. Or not three hours. I'm being dramatic. It was an hour long line for one lift. <laughs> and we had bought the tickets. We were only out there for two hours and we went on two lifts. And my mom was like, oh, dad, we're so mad. They did not want to pay. So my mom went in and my blood sugars were 300 because I took a little less insulin thinking I would be skiing. And so I was 300 because I wasn't skiing. Right. So she went in and told them, my daughter's diabetic. Her blood sugars are really high. Like we can't keep going. We've been out there for two hours. We're on two runs. And they refunded her. Pretty good, right? Well, good for Yeah, why not? Taylor, have you done that in your life? Have you played the D card in your own life to have diabetes as your advantage? I haven't done it yet, but I was super tempted the other day. I was flying back from Vancouver and I was in the airport. And right now they're like overcrowding the planes and they're like, we're going to have to take some bags. Guys, we need bag volunteers, blah, blah. And if they tried to take my bag, I was going to be like, there's medical equipment in there. It costs hundreds. You may not have my bag pick on someone else. Like I was like getting my story already. Like this needs to be with me at all times. So that would have been a good, like I thought about it. I was like, that'd be a good D card. That's a perfect example. That's absolutely great. So we're trying to give listeners ideas what they can do to play the D card in their own lives. That's a perfect one. I'm going to play that one myself. I got to fly in in the next <laughs> couple of weeks. There you go. Wait, I have a good one. Go ahead. It just happened last night. Dobie, you'll like this. I will. I went to, and you're really going to like this. So my parents got these free tickets from um, like a family friend mm-hmm. and to a concert. And the concert is Rick Springfield. Oh, yeah. And, uh, That's my generation. Oh, yeah. Get ready. Mm-hmm. So then the opening was John Waite and Met. What is that? Men in work or men of work? Men at work. Yes. Okay. Men at work. So we like go to the concert. My boyfriend came with me. And my parents like brought us and we were like super excited. We're like, we don't really know any of the songs, but it'll be fun. Like obviously new Jesse's girl. So I'm like, Jesse's girl. And we go, we get there. <laughs> yeah, it was really great. We get okay. up there and my mom like, can't bring my purse. Because they make you take clear purses at the SoFi Stadium. And I got to take by that. And she's like, oh, ma'am, no purses. I was like, I have diabetes. I get to take this in. <laughs> and like, it really had only two black friends. And the rest of it was like lipstick, yeah. food, wipes, like all of that. Those are examples. Yeah, it's perfect, but I was super excited. Feel free to run with that in your own life. I'm going to take advantage of it more. In your comedy, has it like opened you up to new jokes at least? Like have you cashed in on some of that? No, it totally has. And I think, again, there's a common misnomer. And that's one thing. JMT was created to educate. I learn something every episode. If it's not from Sammy, it's from Elizabeth or Zach or Pod Squad. And I have to read up and people like yourself. And yeah, comedy, I've written some new jokes and people come to you, well, you can't be eating sugar and I'm sure you're eating something you can't eat. They know the best. They know your diet. They're dietitians (laughs) for you. So yeah, I've had a lot of fun with it, but it can be annoying too, quite honestly. Oh my gosh, yeah. 
Definitely. I, I mean, I'm just fascinated by the whole confidence thing. How can you help us be more confident? Someone listening or Sammy's pretty confident. I fake it pretty good, but I'm pretty, yeah. Toby, you're a confident hoe. I'm introverted, <laughs> but I just I want some advice from a professional like Taylor. I always say like, because I went through like before the diabetes, like my biggest challenge was like really bad acne. And that like stripped my confidence for a very long time. Sure. But something I always say is like, you got to go to the bathroom and not look at your physical body. You need to go to a mirror. You need to look yourself in the eyes and like wait for it to sink in that there's a whole little human in there looking back at you dying for you to see them, like aka your soul, like what you're actually, what you're truly able to give this world, which is so much more than your physical body, like it's in your eyes. And it's just like, it sounds cheesy, but have you ever just stared yourself in your eyes and opened up to the fact that you are so much more than a physical being, or you're so much more than what you say, there's something in there. That's always helped me instead of like picking at the physical or Sometimes the pump does not look good on outfits, you know what I mean? But then I just tell myself, like, I look myself in the eye and I'm like, well, you know what? Today you might, someone might learn what a pump is and that'll be good. Because I was actually at like a thing the other day and there was like a photographer and they were like, what's that on your hip? Do you want to take that off for the photo? Because obviously they thought it was ugly. And I'm like, well, that's my insulin pump, actually. And egg on their face. And it's a good learning moment because now they won't question someone else's gear that they don't understand. I don't know, just finding like the little silver linings when you're beating yourself up. It's like almost pushing that. It's like if you're worried about, I don't know what you could be worried about. What you said last night, I guess it's like, well, we either told a funny joke or learned that our friends have a different sense of humor. And that's a good thing for me to learn because at the next party, I won't say that again or whatever. Like just trying to like always undercut with a silver lining. Cool. You should be a motivational speaker. I feel better yeah, geez, already. That was great. I'm like, I'm going to look at myself in the mirror and be like, yeah, Samantha. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> Sadly, our time is up, Taylor. Thank you so much. Uh, Sammy, we got a question of the pod, which we always have. We do have a question of the pod, and we want to know your answer, Taylor. What's your current favorite TikTok trend? The corn song. It has to be the corn song. There's this little boy who they're like, I have someone interviewed them, like, what do you like about corn? And he just goes on a rant about how much he loves corn on the cob. And someone put like music under it. And so, like, the trend right now is just like, people being very passionate about a certain thing to the corn song. And if you haven't heard it, the amount of serotonin you're going to get from this little boy singing about corn, I don't know. It's just, it's the best right now. I'm going to have to listen to it right after this. I thought you meant the band Corn. You like that one, Sammy? I haven't heard it, but I'm going to listen to it right after this. (laughs) The Kurdish men doing the wedding dance. You ever see that one? No, you should. It's very uplifting. It's been around for a while. There's Kurdish men that do a wedding dance and it's to the song, Here Come the Hot Stepper. It's great. It's, there's a bunch of videos with that. I, that's one I like. Well, that's the one that I'm going to have to listen to too. I'm going to have gonna have my work cut out for me, you know? What about you, Sammy? What's your favorite trend? I don't know. I'm the worst. I couldn't tell you. I just like going on and then I like scroll and I like them. And I'm like, oh, this, that's funny. But we want everybody, our listeners, to answer that question of the pod. What's your current favorite TikTok trend? Taylor, where can everybody find you on Instagram and TikTok? Yeah, so I'm on Instagram at Taylor Efford and TikTok at Taylor Efford. So just my name. Easy. Amazing. Like Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. And you can find us at Just My Type Pod underscore on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, Facebook, Just My Type Pod, and hashtag us at Just My Type. But Taylor, it was so much fun getting to chat with you. And thank you so much for coming on. We so appreciate it. And you are such a light. And I think you should look into motivational speaking. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for having me on. It was a real pleasure. They get paid big bucks. We'll have you on again if you'll join us. Thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks to our pod squad. Thank you for listening. And Sammy, 
it is time to put the sugar-free cherry on the healthy sundae one last time. Say la vie, baby. This is the Just My Type podcast.